Welcome to the Activity Time Podcast, hosted by the SLE Marketing Team. What is up, fellow Dons, and welcome back to another episode of Activity Time. I'm Emilio. I'm Macy. And I'm Peter. And we're the SLE Marketing Team. In last week's episode, we were able to have two members from GoTeam share their experience with tackling virtual responsibilities and life in general. For today's episode, we have once again two very special guests that will be telling us about their love story and how they got engaged in campus. I want to give a very warm welcome to this week's guest. I'm Nicole. Um, I'm a sophomore. I'm a politics major. I have a minor in business analysis. Um, I've had a really good time at USF and him and I have been dating for a year tomorrow and we got engaged in March. Congrats. Thanks. Congratulations. Um, Yeah. Yeah. We're actually making a year tomorrow. So. Wow. That is insane. <laughs> um, I picked a better time to have you both on this podcast today. Right. Honestly. Right. <laughs> I think we kind of want to know more about like, what was life at USF for you guys? Maybe even before you guys met each other, how, what has your experience been so far? Um, I definitely spent some time finding myself because like for me, I'm from New Orleans, born and raised. So coming out here to like actually live in California, I had to get used to it. Like even walking down the street when people don't make eye contact, I was like, what? Like I felt so lonely. Cause like in the South, like when you pass somebody by, like you make eye contact, you say good morning. So a lot of times, like I felt lonely and then I met people and I had like different friend groups and like was in and out of friend groups, hanging out with people on different days. Um, then I met him. <laughs> um, for me, it was a bit of a similar situation. Um, I just kind of hit the ground running more with my studies and, um, I had kind of found my group early on, thankfully with the Muay Thai group. Um, I'm big on martial arts. Um, uh, I love anything MMA, uh, Wing Chun, Muay Thai and the sorts. Um, uh, but definitely the first couple weeks, um, it was definitely a culture shock mainly because um, I'm the first one in my family to ever go to college, Um, along with the fact that I have no idea what anything of the culture is in California, uh, coming from Chicago. um, It's a completely different um, environment coming from the Midwest um, and whatnot. Um, And college in general was just a little daunting, Um, but it has been a a big challenge in in the beginning and um, I feel like I, I overcame a lot of things early on, um, but it was a lot of fun. Eventually afterwards, the first week, um, meeting the everybody, having the orientation, it, I really got a sense of who I, who I became and who I, who I am now, actually, um, just through all this. So a lot of growth, a lot of growth, I think. Right. And so kind of adding on when you're talking about meeting new people, the question we've been wanting to know all week is, how did the two of you meet? We really want to get juicy with this. We want to hear all about your engagement story. Was this planned or spontaneous? Please tell us as much as you want to share because we want to know. <laughs> so originally, like, we met at, like, a few parties. And from what he would tell me, he would see me around campus. Um, so I was like, oh, okay. And then there was a BSU event that we like finally got to like actually like talk and stuff. That was a Say Less event. 
And of course, like throughout these parties, every time I would see him, he would always ask me to dance. Always brief encounters. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the Say Less event, he asked me to dance. And then we actually like started talking that time. So he wasn't a complete stranger. And then that event ended around like 1 or 2 a.m. So then we ended up taking an Uber home. And at the time, like he got an Uber for like my friends and I. We just all just piled into an Uber. True gentleman. <laughs> driver was A1 after I took him. <laughs> so then after that, it was it was a Thursday. And it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. And I was trying to walk him back to his dorm. And but then he realized as soon as we got to his dorm, he realized that I was trying to walk him back. So he tried to walk me back to my dorm. <laughs> um, at the time, I was staying in Fromm, and they have these front steps. And we spent like three hours talking about movies and just things that we like, where we're from. So we really bonded. And then the next morning after class, like he asked me to go to breakfast with him. So cute. Oh my god. <laughs> you guys are adorable. <laughs> Thank I we've you. all been there with the late Uber for sure. Oh my god. <laughs> and the staying up way too late having class <laughs> next morning. The person of colleges would do anything to take back those days. <laughs> and wow, I mean, that's such a cute story. So I kind of want to know, like, what led up to the engagement? I mean, I think that, yeah, like, what led up to it? You want me to explain it? I, you, I, okay. I think I can get it. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was about a month, and, and I didn't admit this until recently, and she was complete shock to her. Um, there was one event where both of us kind of um, had a, a bit of an altercation with uh, someone robbing our things on a school event. Um, what was it, InterVarsity? It was an InterVarsity event, and a lot of our things had gotten stolen from the backseat of the car. Um, after that event, it was really her supporting me, and a, not a single selfish moment came out of her throughout that entire night. And both of us kind of looked at each other, and we said, you know, we're here for each other. And honestly, it was in that moment, I thought in my head, I'm like, I'm going to marry this girl. I'm like, she's the one for me. She didn't know it at the time though, but you know, I kept quiet. I didn't say much. I, I really wanted, you know, not to scare her off or anything. Just wanted everything to go smoothly and make sure she was happy with everything, you know, that we were doing. But one night, I want to say maybe like two months in, I don't know what, what happened, but I looked at her and I'm like, will you marry me? And since then it's been just a, a tornado of different emotions and different things happening. Um, we've both kind of grown since then. Um, we really had to rely on each other for different things uh, between family members, the pandemic and school and just being there for each other when we really needed it. And I can definitely say she's my rock. She's my support and I love her. And I remember the night we were walking back to my dorm and we were like right across from the library. And it was again, like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and again, just like a late night, just staying up talking. And then, you know, all of a sudden he proposes. So he proposed then, but then in March, about like a week before uh, the school closed and we knew anything about the pandemic, um, he actually got me a ring. So then he proposed again, um, right there in the same spot, but with the ring. That is so cute. 
That is so adorable. Oh my God. Um, so Nicole, did you like have no idea or did you kind of have like, you know, a feeling, you know what I mean? I wasn't expecting it at all. I was, you know, I wasn't expecting any of it to happen. I really wasn't even expecting me to be in a relationship at the time or how it came about. Like in my mind, I was like, it's going to be some rom-com where you meet somebody in your class or something. I don't know. <laughs> Just like a whole whirlwind and everything that I thought like was going to happen in a typical like college route thrown out the window. And like, honestly, like I'm, I'm glad for it. I love to hear that. That is so cute. Um, <clears throat> so I think you guys mentioned, you know, it all began like kind of around COVID March time. So I kind of wanted to know, like, how has life been for you guys during these times? And how has your relationship changed? Or has it stayed the same? Or have you gotten closer now with uh, being with each other? <laughs> A lot closer. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Um, I definitely say certain aspects of the relationship have stayed the same just in terms of our, our quirkiness and certain things that we do with each other and communicating, but something that has changed is just being actually living with each other has been a big, big move. Um, I actually enjoy it. I feel like we can do more now without having to um, worry about restrictions or whatnot. Um, I don't know about you, but I like cooking for her. So... <laughs> um, yeah. For me, I feel like our communication has changed a lot because like when you're in quarantine with somebody, like you need to learn like how to communicate thoroughly. And for me, I'm not a person that's really good at expressing my emotions. So like sometimes like we would have to have like long conversations about that and just things that I can do better so that like him and I could be on the same page and there aren't any miscommunications. Um, in terms of like COVID and balancing things like before COVID, like, you know, I was like going out with my friends and like finally felt like I had like the right friend group and stuff like that. And of course COVID hit, um, and they went back home and I've just been spending more time with them and I'm very grateful for it. Emilia, were you going to say something? Um, no, I, well, I mean, ju I'm just curious to know, because I know, um, Luis, you were saying you like to cook and all. I was just kind of wondering if there um, has been any other activities you both like to do, or also, too, like, have you been able to still keep up with friends? Um, how are you both individually um, taking this pandemic in a way? Curious to know. Some days I really need time to, like, sit and think about it, because they're, like, I know we've been in the pandemic for, like, six, seven months, but sometimes I'm just, like, feels longer <laughs> okay yes, yes. <laughs> sometimes yes. I feel like I still haven't processed it all so like there'll be some days where I guess I'm just like sulking in bed and I you know try to check in with my friends um as often as I can but then sometimes it's just like really hard for me because then like I deal with my own like mental issues so I need to like you know process those things first um in terms of me individually I I like cooking. Um, I go to work. We still go to school. So there, like, there's a bunch of time throughout the day where we're not with each other, yeah. especially because like where I work, I'm more of a morning person. And then where he works, he's more of like a night shift person. So I would get off of work like today around like 4.30. And some days he would be going into work at 3.30 and he wouldn't get out until 11. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I think one thing for me during this whole pandemic thing is that I haven't really processed it yet. I feel like I kind of take things one thing at a time and stay in the present. Like, okay, here's one thing, let's do it. Um, but I do, I do kind of like resonate with the whole thing of like not having a lot of time to spend with her, but I feel like as though any moment that I do have with her, it just makes it all that more special. Um, and in terms of just working and school, it's, it's been a, a bit of a juggling act with things, but slowly but surely, I think, you know, I'm coming to terms with a lot of things. Um, and again, I'm just kind of hitting the ground running with a lot of uh, things going there. So like, it feels like a lot of, like, it feels like we spend a lot of time together, but then it also feels like a little bit, especially like when we start working throughout the week and our schedules are the opposite. Right, right. And it, it's a big hassle because sometimes we feel like we haven't even seen each other throughout the week, although we have technically. Because like we live together, you know, but it doesn't always feel like that sometimes. And in all honesty, I think that's a normal part of it, but it's also a very special case with just how everything's going right now too, so. Yeah. So true. I mean, that's interesting. That is really interesting. For me, it's a bit different. Like we're like together like all the time because we're both working like virtually me and my partner. Um, so that's so interesting to see that, you know, like you still get some individual time, which is really nice. I feel like very necessary. Um, yeah, interesting. That's really cool. Yeah, totally. Well, I guess on a lighter note, uh, don't want you all to think we're marriage counselors here. So I'm going to all these questions. Um, do you have any advice like for couples? Um, just curious, you know, like what's worked in your guys' relationship and um, like, how do you know when you're ready to commit, especially during these challenging times? I have some advice for that because me like I started out college just thinking that like it was gonna go how it is in the movies I don't know like you survive the first three years maybe get into a relationship your fourth year start your career get married at like I don't know 25 26 and I feel like I had to throw away like some of the things that, like movies were you know like that that artificial route that they give you and not really having like any expectations for how things are supposed to go. Um, also, in terms of that, I feel like a lot of people like have these artificial things like, oh, I need to get married at this time or something like that. And or when I'm more mature or older or something like that. But like if you feel that you're already mature enough to get into a relationship now and like really stick by it, then I would say to go for it. Um, honestly, personally, for me, if I was going to give any advice, it would be just, you know, take your time with things. Understand that, you know, during this time, um, it is a little different. Um, and with any kind of relationship, you have to be patient. You have to take the time to understand where the other person's coming from with a lot of things. Sometimes you're not always going to be on the same page, but at the end of the day, always try to make that effort forward to make sure that you guys come to an agreement and to like, you know, just make sure that you're always there for each other. Um, especially during these times, a lot of people aren't there for each other. Um, and like I said, with, I, th I think if there's a theme with our relationship, it's that there's always a support group, no matter how bad of a day one's having it, the other one's always there for the other person. So. And I feel like we really like, we're just really there for each other to the point where like, sometimes if I'm not feeling well or something like he'll either stay to take care of me or if I can't go to work that day, then he'll pick up an extra shift um, on his end to cover that and like vice versa. Right. Wow. 
That is really nice. I like to hear your perspective because it definitely is different and I can see it, you know, it's just whatever you feel like you're ready for sure. Um, and so before getting engaged, obviously you guys were single. So like how, like what is some advice you would give to our single people out there? Yes, please tell me. Um, I love my parents, but I'm getting sick of talking with them every day. So um, please, I want to hear. <laughs> love is not always in the place that you're looking for. And as well as that, like, I feel like when you constantly have like this, like, quote unquote, like need for some, like, I need to do, like, I need to find this or find that, like, it's not going to come. Like the moment, like, you're like, okay, let me let go of that need, that attachment it's gonna hit you like a train <laughs> yeah that's definitely true um when it comes to just dating in general it's always the moment you least expect it it sounds like a cliche but it's actually very it's true. so true it's, it's so very true. true that's actually what happened with us um and in all honesty when it comes to dating you're always going to want to one put yourself out there be yourself again another cliche but very true um in that basic sense um along with the fact that, you know, there's always somebody that's going to be there made just for you, you know, don't be discouraged just because you don't find the right person or that one person you were hoping for is not what you expected or it didn't go out the way you planned. There's always something after. Um, and when you do find that one person, it's, it's going to be magical. I can guarantee you that. Like, I would say like, even if you've gone on a bad date before, or you were dating somebody before and you thought that that was the one and, you know, like there's more people out there. And I would say like, don't be afraid to be vulnerable because like for me, I was always like, oh, I don't want to like put myself out there too much. Like, I don't want them, I don't want to like push them away or them to like use me for something. But then like, if you're vulnerable, then they get to see like the real you. And mm -hmm. I also feel like you're not hiding something. And I feel like I got to see the real him, you know, like I'm being like very transparent with who I am and with my trust. And along with that, like I had to, before coming to college, like I had like a, not even a quarter life crisis, uh, just a one, a few weeks where I was just like discovering my self-worth and even looking back on like previous high school relationships at the time being like, why did I stay? Like, why did I not feel like I was valuable enough to leave? And I feel like that's also a part of it because if you're stuck in like a toxic circle, then I don't feel like you're like, you know, your true love is gonna, you know, be coming because you're not ready for it. So I feel like you all are very emotionally mature, um, especially compared to maybe a lot of people that are younger in college. You know, everyone matures at a different rate, um, but kind of to like give some advice to people in quarantine. Um, you know, I, I wanted to bring up this article I read in the Wall Street Journal that says um, to give someone your house key, you know, for young couples, you know, people are shacking up after weeks of dating and actually moving in together so they can quarantine together. So I'm just wondering, like, what's your opinion on you know, moving in together or, you know, what's your opinion on actually, you know, dating in quarantine? Do you have any strategies? Do you have any tips? You know, how, how could you be successful in this pandemic? Well, I have something to say, but do you go ahead. Okay. No, go ahead. I'll go after. Um, before we moved in, like we made a very ex uh, extensive budget um, mm -hmm. for everything, like food, groceries, like calculating how much money I make in a month, calculating how much money he makes in a month, because 
you can be like dating or engaged and be emotionally and maybe like mentally on the same level but moving in is a whole different story where like you need to be financially like on the same page about like how much money you're spending or something like that um so we definitely like organize our budgets together and we set aside fun money <laughs> every month that is so essential that, you know awesome. so that uh, dates aren't just eating away at our other savings accounts um, in terms of, like, just moving in, I mean, as long as, like, you feel like you're on, like, the emotional, the mental, and the financial level to do it, then, I mean, go for it. Like, what, you know, if there's nothing else that's stopping you, then, you know, the green light is there. Another thing, too, if you, for a person that just met another person and they're dating and they all automatically want to move in, be prepared for a certain life um, habits that are going to kind of conflict one person might want to use the bathroom when the other one has to so that's a different thing um just be prepared to you know compromise and make sure you know one's still taking care of the other give and take you know it's definitely a learning process you definitely have to understand okay someone may not want to you know turn off the tv before going to bed him video games <laughs> yes video games or someone might want to you know eat earlier than this time or someone's not hungry at the same time as the other you know so it's always you always kind of have to communicate about what the other wants and what one doesn't want um you make a good point there about accepting each other's differences um especially like living situations and habits um i noticed this even being a college student my freshman year um living in the dorms i mean i came from having a room to myself to my bathroom to literally sharing a whole floor of guys with a bathroom a lounge everything and I mean, you can't always get what you want, but it definitely is a learning experience. And then, you know, it's such a small portion of our life where we look back and it makes us really, I think, appreciate the littlest things we take for granted, especially during this pandemic. And, and to also get to meet people around you. I, I love that point, how you brought that up and, and how others can relate to that too. So um, that kind of adds on to um, another article I'd actually found like Peter's um, it was recently published by Hugabox. They're a college care packaging service for students. I don't know if any of y'all have ever used them, um, but the article is called College Students Dating During the Coronavirus Pandemic, Four Ways to Be Safe. So I thought I could share with you all just the four um, the, the tips. And if anyone has any comments, feel free to chime in. So the first one is check with mutual friends who may have your potential date. Can they provide additional information about them that will help you decide whether or not to move forward um, with the video courtship? The second one is get tested for the coronavirus together. Three, engage in outdoor activities when you do finally meet. And the fourth is give hugs in opposite directions. And what they meant by that is basically saying how studies have shown that it's okay to hug, but it's important to still be very cautious, especially because you don't know where everyone's been prior to that. Um, and by that too, turning faces in opposite directions. So like if one were to cough or basically don't breathe on one another. Um, so yeah, <laughs> does anyone have any comments or, or same thing to Luis or Nicole? Um, was there anything that you saw in, um, that's relatable with your relationship with the two of you? We were long distance for a bit, for about like a month and a half. And our best friend was Netflix uh, party, the Chrome extension that helps so much it's a i don't know if anybody's used it but it's a chrome extension and it basically allows you like play movies and tv shows at the same time and then you can have like a chat and then if somebody pauses it well then it pauses it at the other end and stuff 
and it's really cute. That was definitely a big aspect of us staying kind of like together, even though we weren't together. Um, another thing too that I uh, kind of got her on was uh, some certain video games like Minecraft and whatnot. And that's also a way of still kind of being together, but not like actually together. Um, it definitely helps with certain things, especially when you're doing things together. So. I love that. And, and Macy and Peter, I don't know about you, but that kind of reminds me of like something we could do an activity with our listeners and the USF community and, or college students in general, just like having some form of an activity for us to get to know each other more, whether it be like speed dating, Netflix or chill, um, icebreakers. What do you all think about that? The icebreakers. I feel like it would be fun to do one where not even the icebreakers, like do one where it's like what's my favorite color or something like that and then they have to guess because you were you guys were saying that you guys didn't know that macy was a senior so i feel like it would kind of be funny like find out things that like oh like it's surprising that you know this about me or how don't you know this about me you know mm -hmm. true no i like that <laughs> yeah no we're definitely gonna do it 100 percent. we have to yeah I, i'm gonna be honest like having this new semester online I am having a really tough time with meeting new people. I think it's just with back in the spring, we had that time where we got to meet our peers around us, form study groups, get familiar with our teachers, um, just teaching styles in a way. Now trying to adapt to this all semester, it's, it's tough. And I just, I don't know, me personally, I don't feel as engaged, but I think an activity like that, I, I would so be down. <laughs> what about y'all? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I feel that about the uh, like being engaged in class because my teachers will put on the breakout rooms and because I don't know anybody it's just like really awkward even if it is just like discussing the answers it's like definitely what you saw like the spring semester I knew my peers and then now I don't even want to be off mute sometimes. Yeah, or even having no cameras up. It's just like, oh my gosh, boring. You know, I'll be shopping online for Nordstrom's anniversary sale or something. <laughs> I was on edible arrangements today. Ooh. <laughs> Which basket were you looking at? We got a cheesecake, and then I'm still looking at some chocolate-covered strawberries for our anniversary tomorrow. Uh, oh, that is so, so good. This is how you know she really knows me. She knows I love cheesecake and she surprised me with that. So. <laughs> well, once when this pandemic's all over with, y'all got to go up to the rooftop deck on um, the Cheesecake Factory. I think, isn't it in Union oh. Square? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fun place. It has a great view from what I hear. It does, yeah. especially at Christmas time, but it's like, I think a two hour waiting list if, if you want to like, you can't even make a reservation or anything, but wow. yep. Nice. Oh, worth it. Totally worth it. hundred percent. Ten out of ten. Totally recommend. So that was really awesome. I mean, I just want to thank you guys so much for, for sharing your story with us. Um, and just sharing your perspective. Cause you know, at least from, you know, like my perspective, I feel like I don't really know many people that get engaged, you know, that early, but it's so nice to just hear your perspective and your take on it. I feel like we all learned something new for sure. Thank you. Yes, definitely. I mean, as someone that's currently single, it's definitely refreshing hearing, you know, insight from other people around and meeting new people too. So thank you both for your time. And um, just kind of wrapping things up, are you guys down to um, give some weekly announcements for this week? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. So Luis, do you want to uh, give the first one? Wondering how you can better your mental health and wellness this fall? Counseling and Psychological Services, CAPS, is now offering remote workshops and group therapy this semester. 
Check out their website for offerings and to make appointments. And then join the McCarthy Center this Thursday at 11.45 a.m. Pacific time to see how to engage and be prepared for the upcoming 2020 election. Important issues are at stake and you should have all the tools that you need to be informed. Then also for the writing services, if you need insight on any essays due this week or in the future, the uh, Writing Center is now open during online instruction period. Check out the Writing Center's website for more available info. For me, they've helped me write papers in both English and Spanish that have earned me A's. So they're extremely helpful, they're non-judgmental, and it goes to them for your writing needs. <laughs> I second that, yes. Especially just getting a second insight on something like a paper or just the little things, you know, mm -hmm. um, might be able to meet um, a new connection through there too. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so just kind of adding on to, um, for our listeners, um, if you wanna to refer to more events that are gonna be held this week, you can refer to this week's Phoenix for the undergrads or Don's Connect for any graduate students listening today. Um, again, if y'all have any future topics in mind um, or would like to be featured on a podcast, please DM us on our Instagram at USFSLE um, or email us as well. We'll be around and contact you as soon as possible. Um, I believe, Luis, you said you do not have any socials, but Nicole, would you like to share with our listeners today if anyone's interested to hear and keep up with you? Uh, sure. Follow me on Instagram at Nicole.723. It's Nicole with three E's at the end. Awesome. And Peter, do you want to close with us by giving an inspirational quote? Absolutely. So this uh, podcast inspirational quote is kind of based around quarantine and doing, you know, what you can, you know, in your current situation. So Theodore Roosevelt said, do what you can with what you have, where you are. And I think, you know, it's just so relevant right now. We're not where we want to be, but, you know, we're working towards getting to a better place you know you can only do so much so just keep being positive and keep working at it but you know let's get one more round of applause for our special <laughs> guest today thank you nicole thank and you guys. for being on yes absolutely and this has been activity time thank you for listening